my teaching, my values, whatever. Good morning and welcome into Mornings on Main Street. I'm Chris Yao, Scott Stewart, coming your way from Pulaski here in just a few minutes. Looking forward to hearing about what's going on in Giles County. Of course, we've got all the news from around Southern Middle Tennessee to bring you right here on Mornings on Main Street. We've got a fantastic interview coming up a little bit later with 360 Discipleship Ministry, so make sure to stick around for that. That and all kinds of great stuff coming your way. But first, we're going to tell you what's in this week's paper on The Wrap. In this week's Main Street Murray, you can find a story on the Charter School Commission, which voted to uphold Murray County Board of Education's decision to deny uh, the American Classical Education's charter school application here in Murray County. You can also find some information on the urban growth boundary in Spring Hill. It has expanded east of I-65 and in some parts of the northwestern uh, part of the city in Williamson County, both of those in Williamson County. You can also find information on the water treatment plant in uh, Columbia, which will be upgraded. So plenty of great information there as well. Also, a facade upgrade in Columbia, downtown Columbia, in the former Nelson House Hotel, which uh, soon will hopefully be a restaurant and boutique hotel. So plenty of great stuff to talk about uh, this week in Main Street Murray. Hope you guys will pick up a copy of the paper no matter where you're looking or subscribe online, of course, for just $30 a year. We'll mail it to your home. Right now, we're going to send you down to Scott Stewart, who's standing by in Pulaski. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart with the Pulaski Citizen Rep this week. This week's Citizen Spotlight is Patty Ogle Pardon. She holds that spot of honor right there at the top, front and center on the front page. Saturday is the Giles County Relay for Life at the Pulaski Recreation Center. Find out more about that on the front page. Also on the front we have updated information on the devastating wreck here in Pulaski last week that claimed the lives of two men, including uh, Charles Jenkins, a former alderman and Giles County board member, a beloved member of our community. We have updated information on that. The county commission meets October the 16th. That's next Monday, and they've moved their meeting time back to 9 a.m. Uh, there's a pretty hefty agenda coming up, and that will include the commission considering whether or not to pledge half the matching funds for a proposed grant for a industrial spec building. That's among the many items on the agenda. On the front page this week, also find out about this box. Yeah, I know you guys were trying to wonder why I was standing here. Well, I was here to kind of show off the new trustees box. Uh, it is for property tax payments. Uh, taxpayers can bring a check by, drop it in the uh, box, and they will pick those up. That way you don't have to go inside the uh, courthouse unless you just want to. The office will be open. You can find out all about that in the newspaper along with the uh, property tax relief availability for elderly and disabled veteran taxpayers. All that's available in this week's newspaper on the front page. Something that's become a favorite of our younger readers is the Halloween coloring contest and that's in this week's paper. And You need to go ahead and get one because the deadline's coming up real quick. It'll be next Thursday. It's Realtors Week so whether you're buying or selling uh, you need to check out our Pulaski Citizen Realtors on page A2, or you can also find them 
on PulaskiCitizen.com. Inside this week, uh, Southern Tennessee Regional Health System welcomes a new cardiologist. Don't miss the Giles County Humane Association Pet Corner. You get to meet Mike this week, so pick up a paper and check it out on the inside. As always, we uh, have obituaries, docket, property transfers, backward glances. This week we have senior happenings and ag, and, uh, ag briefs. We have our church page, and we have lots of new community briefs this week, all in the Pulaski Citizen. Get you a copy right now. We'll be right back after this. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street. I'm Chris Yao, joined now by a unique individual who is bringing a unique perspective to uh, folks here in Murray County, Spring Hill, Williamson County area. So we are super excited to uh, welcome in on Mornings on Main Street, Christy Caprice. Christy, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having us. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you are doing because your 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 podcast or video cast that, yes. that is that is happening uh, weekly right. is really touching folks. Yeah, so I'm with 360 Discipleship Ministries, and our whole agenda is to help and encourage people to circle back to their true identity in Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we do that is we use these uh, we call them truth tabs. And truth tabs are scriptural truths about our true identity. Because I often tell people we can get like Christian amnesia, you know, when you're at work talking to that coworker, or when you're on that street and someone cuts you off, you forget real quick who you are in Christ. And so these truth tabs help you to remember who you are and whose you are in Jesus Christ. So how does 360 Discipleship get started? Oh my goodness, well, that's a great question. Uh, basically, it was during COVID, and I was laid off from my work, and to be honest, COVID was a great time for me personally to be with the Lord. Uh, usually, I'm rushing you know, to have time with Him before I go about my day, but during COVID, I got hours to be with just me and Jesus. And so one day I was just feeling down. I was hearing from people that they were feeling down because COVID was really challenging for a lot of uh, people, you know, losing loved ones. And, you know, I don't have to tell you. But I just started to write down things that I am and remember, like, I am chosen. I am forgiven. I am sanctified. Things like that. And then the Lord prompted me, I want you to write 365 of those. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's a lot. I only have 10 here on my paper board. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so um, I did. I sat down and I just started writing these truths. And then I took it to my Bible study ladies and um, we actually cut them out into these little tabs. And I would have the Bible study ladies just pick out a truth. And it was really interesting how God just speaks to everybody. Because as you know, God can speak to us through looking outside, looking at the sky, or through a truth tab. And so it just evolved. And then um, I was just prompted to start this ministry. And now we do the live Truth Tab Tuesdays, which are filmed through Instagram every Tuesday night where people get involved. I get involved with the community online and people log on and people are hungry. They wanna know who they are and whose they are. And so people look forward to having Truth Tab Tuesday on that Tuesday night so we can pull their truths for them. So explain what that, what, what, what does that mean by pulling a truth tab? Yeah. Like, so if, if you pull three from me and someone wants it, what does that mean? So basically, when we're live on Instagram, people log on, and when I see that person, I write their name down, and then I say, okay, Chris, it's your turn. We're going to pull for you. And so we have a box that houses 365 truth tabs in them. So uh, the box is already shaken up and mixed up, and then I'll just go in and pull how many ever Holy Spirit wants you to hear that night. And then I'll tell you, like for example, this one, I just pulled it. It says, I'm astounded that everything is working in my favor since I love God. That's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And what you on the other end are doing, you're probably writing that down. Maybe you're writing that scripture down. But say Sarah is on the live and Sarah will type in the comments, oh my gosh, that I read that verse this morning or oh my goodness, you know, that truth tab is for me or so that's what I mean by people can pull it for themselves too. Like they can take your truth and apply it to their lives too because maybe God's working with them with Romans 8.28, you know, and it's really encourages people to understand like how God speaks to his children still in 2023, you know, Old Testament times it was like through a donkey and through prophets, you know, and God is still talking to his people today, even through truth tabs. Uh, you can find us on our website at www.360discipleshipministries.com. You can find us, and that's our link on our Facebook page, and it's also our handle for Instagram. Uh, you can join us on Tuesday nights uh, live on Instagram. And that's from 8 o'clock to 8.45 Central. Central, our time here. And uh, yeah, so you can join us there. And you can also, if you have an iPhone, you can download our app. We have a 360 Discipleship Ministries app where it houses all 365 truth tabs. So you just click a little button, the phone shakes, and it pops open uh, your truth for the day. So awesome. I know. We appreciate you taking some time with us yes. today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're looking forward to learning more about 365 Discipleship Ministries, and we look forward to seeing you on the other side of a break here on Mornings on Main Street. So stick around. We'll be yep. right back after this. Thank you. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. 
And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao. It's time now to take a look at sports. We've got Maurice Patton and Wade Neely coming your way here in just a moment. We'll start in Murray County where Mo Patton has a report. Thanks, Chris. This week's Main Street Murray print edition gives you, as we have all fall, Plenty of high school football coverage, including big wins last week for Columbia Academy and Columbia Central with postseason implications in both cases. So we've got coverage of that. Also um, coverage of Independence Summit and Mount Pleasant victories that will, again, have some postseason implications for them as well. So be sure and read up on that. Middle school football. The Murray County Football Conference Championship game between Withorn and Battle Creek. We were on hand for the Tigers championship victory that kept them undefeated on the year in middle school football action and got some coverage of that as well as some high school volleyball as Kalioka's fantastic high school volleyball season came to a disappointing end in the district 6A tournament semifinals that they were hosting. So coverage of that in our print edition that comes out today. Um, also, we got a Hall of Famer in our midst, former Mount Pleasant baseball coach Eddie Basham, who won more than 600 games in three coaching stints out on the mount will be inducted into the Tennessee Baseball Coaches Association's Hall of Fame during a January ceremony up in Cool Springs. We've got an article on that, and be sure and congratulate Coach Basham when you see him. That's a great honor for him, a guy who's already got a field name for him. So um, more more honors for a great guy in Eddie Basham. Um, coming up online this week, on MainStreetMurray.com and in print in next week's edition. Again, week nine of high school football. Fall break, so limited schedule, but we will have coverage of Eagleville Loretto, Richland Summertown, and Shelbyville Lawrence County. Uh, one of those, two of those. Two of those are non-region games, but that Shelbyville Lawrence County game is a big region 5-5A contest, and... Lawrence County can really help itself out in, with postseason birth situations with a win in that one at home against the region-leading Golden Eagles. So, again, we'll have coverage of that on the website at MainStreetMurray.com, and we'll have coverage of all three of those games in next week's print edition. And postseason action continues for volleyball, for soccer, um, summer towns, girls, Summertown's Cole Campbell, 
Mount Pleasant's boys will all be in Sevierville later this week for state golf action. We'll have coverage of that as well, so be sure and check out the website for that as we give you updates. And again, in next week's print edition of Main Street Murray. So be sure and check us out online, in print. Follow us on Twitter on Friday nights and through the week as we cover high school events, wherever they are and whatever's going on. Thanks. Thanks, Mo. We appreciate that. We'll go now to Wade Neely, who is standing by with a report from wherever he is. Busy, busy, busy for us here on the south end of Main Street Media Land as Giles County was the lone team in action in Tennessee last Friday night, but they made up for it in a big way. 56 to 6, the Bobcats running wild on Grundy County racing out to a 29-0 lead in the very first quarter. Had a nice strong start from Johnny Jackson and Kamari Turner, both of those two with rushing touchdowns. And then got a little defensive score, scoop and score from freshman Tate Bedford, got GCHS's lead built right on up. They would add to that lead and lead 43 to nothing at the half. Second half, more of the same as X Randolph got involved with a rushing touchdown final series for the Bobcat starters at that point. And then late in the contest, it was sophomore Cooper White filling in at cornerback in the injury spot to Tyreek Brown and Cooper delivered a pick six for Giles County. Kareem Bryant also had a pick six so three defensive scores for the Bobcats. They hit the road coming up this Friday when they, uh, excuse me, they're at home this Friday as they get set to celebrate homecoming. But Richland is on the road. The Raiders were off last week after that tough homecoming loss two weeks ago, but they hit the road for a trip to Summertown. Uh, no action in this week's edition for the Raiders, but we do also have words on the Giles County Lady Bobcats as they knocked off Marshall County in emphatic fashion in the district quarterfinals last week and then getting ready to take on Franklin County. That game was set to be played actually Tuesday night. Ardmore suffered a 35-2 defeat as the Tigers scored first via the safety. Broke out the safety dance, but they fall to Fairview once again that final 35-2. A reminder as always, if you missed any of our action last Friday night, you can go back and listen to our exclusive Pulaski Citizen Live broadcast download the Mixler app and search PCL GCHS or search PCL Richland. And you can always find the latest in Giles County athletics by visiting us online at www.pulaskicitizen.com. Thanks, Wade. That was great. Greatly appreciate you uh, making sure that we're able to get that in this week's show and looking forward to uh, next week when you uh, will also uh, be coming back from overseas. We'll take a break when we come back. The weather and more right after this. They have always met wildest expectations as far as taking care of my teeth and my health. You know, teeth health is very important now to your heart. And I told him one day, I said, I'd love to have nice teeth and nice hair. And uh, he said, uh, well, I can take care of the teeth, but I can't take care of the hair. And I said, you can make my teeth? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go for it. And he did. And I have been tremendously pleased. Dr. Hart, if you need him at night, he's here. This staff here will take care of you 24-7. You don't have to worry about 
I can't get a hold of my dentist. My tooth's hurting. No. They will be here for you. And if I could get Dr. Hart to take that same artistry that he has and grow hair, then he would, he would be double rich. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. A ton of new businesses opening up here in Southern Middle Tennessee, both Murray uh, and Giles Counties, but also Southern Williamson County up in Spring Hill. We're going to show you a few of those businesses that have opened recently, and uh, we'll give you now the cut. Up these stairs is what used to be Antoinette Hall Opera House, an opera house built in 1868. It actually opened up Christmas of 1868. Unfortunately, um, it is not in the state that it used to be, but it no. is still beautiful. We have the executive director of Star Theater and Center for the Arts of Antoinette Hall. We have Tammy Prochowski with us. Thank you, Tammy. And Thank you. I so appreciate your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could share for days about Antoinette Hall because that is truly the heart of what I believe Pulaski is right now. You know, you can feel it. You can feel kind of just that energy when you first open the door and you walk in. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit more about what Antoinette Hall was to Pulaski at that time. Okay, so uh, in 1867, there was this terrible fire on this downtown square, and this side of the square burned down. So in 1868, Mr. Anginald Cox was commissioned by the gentlemen in the community who were clamoring for amusements. That's what it said in the paper. Oh, I love it. And uh, he decided to build this grand hall to bring people back together, be a unifying place. He named it Antoinette Hall after his wife. Uh, it was later named the Pulaski Opera House, so if you Google it, it'll come up under either one. Okay. Um, and there's just a total rich history on it. On our website uh, at AntoinetteHall.com, it is the total full history with pictures, as many as we've been able to locate, um, and then the future, of course, of what we hope to do with it. But it was a wonderful kind of vaudevillian theater, if you will, as when, it, when it was built. And as you see, it has the horseshoe balcony. Um, it seated about 450 people. Uh, it has a raked stage, that's what it was called when it was sloped from back to front, a raked stage. It had original gas globe footlights wow. in the front of it, uh, retrofitted later, of course, with electricity. Um, but the charm and the beauty and the um, stature of something like that, Pulaski was quite a hopping town 
in the 1800s. So that was really special. And it went, it, it stayed in existence until about the mid-1930s. So it's been closed for 90 years. Oh, it is about time that something be done and yes. bring that beauty back. You know, I uh, plucked one of the pamphlets that was upstairs and I noticed in a picture a elaborate, exquisite chandelier. Mm -hmm. Yes. From, uh, again, from newspaper articles, we've been able to determine that there was a plaster medallion in the center of the room and one single huge chandelier that hung. So we, of course, are going to try to replicate that and try to replicate everything from that time era. We want you to feel like you are stepping back into the 1800s when you step into that theater. Oh, that would be amazing. You also have some offices up there. Did I notice that? that I saw a, a name on one of the doors. Yes. You have J.L. Jones, lawyer, is on one of the doors. And what we're planning on doing, so when Antoinette Hall was built in the 1800s, it was a standalone. It did not have uh, like a pre-function space or anything. It just okay. stood by itself. So as these buildings built on either side of it, offices, of course, filled those buildings. And the interesting thing about Antoinette Hall is it is built on the second floor. Right. So you might find that, you know, interesting or unusual about a theater. Of course, back then they didn't have ADA compliances that you have to do. And we will, of course, um, with the elevators and everything proper that we need. Um, but it was horse and buggy days. This was like back in dirt streets. So this was a time where when they built something of that elegant stature, um, it was uh, women in their finery and the gentlemen in their suits. And I mean, it was very formal affair. So yes, it was, it was a grand space for sure. I can only imagine. So where are you at? What's happening with it now? And what do you guys hope to do? Okay, uh, we are trying uh, right now, um, of course, arts education is our major component downstairs for the theater that we have on the street level. Um, by continuing the arts education and drawing more attention to the community and to Antoinette Hall, our hopes, of course, are to bring this back because it's, it's the oldest opera house in the state of Tennessee. And from what we can determine, it's the second oldest in the nation. No kidding. That is built as an opera house and remained one until it closed. So yes, of course, it is our dream to bring it back because it's, it's a, truly a cornerstone for our beautiful downtown square. It would just complement the courthouse so much. It will bring the nightlife back to our community. Um, we, just, we, know, we know in our heart of hearts that it's time for Antoinette Hall to get that curtain raised. So yes, we're making big efforts in the next few years to make that happen. Um, the, the main thing right now is the raising awareness. So please tell everyone that you know about Antoinette Hall, share our story because it truly is remarkable. And when I shared with you that we went up there not knowing what was there and opened those doors and walked into that hall. We're a community theater and we landed in this beautiful space. So it's our mission. And in order to help, there's ways to donate. You can, of course, go on the website on AntoinetteHall.com. Um, again, share it on social media if you want to. Um, get in touch with us. If you have some special person that you think needs to see this who might want to be involved and contribute and help, give me a call. I'll be glad to give them a tour any time of the day or night. And, uh, and just come see us. And if you're just curious and want to see it in person, there's nothing like walking into that room in person. So come take a look and, and uh, come be a part of making this special part of history. Um, bring it back again. Could you imagine bringing and restoring Antoinette Hall, bringing it back to life? I mean, being the, what, oldest in our state, as right? you just mentioned, yeah, the absolutely. oldest in the nation. Yeah, so yes, oldest in the state of Tennessee. So Tennessee folks, this is, this is for you. We're like a baby Ryman down here. We just, we just want someone to come love on her a little bit and bring that, that back to life again and raise that curtain. We'll be right back. 
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at weather from our friends at Tennessee Valley Weather. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather today. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Kelly Rawson in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a check at your forecast. For the rest of today, clouds will continue to increase for the rest of the morning. We are going to have a light wind out of the east-southeast over the next few hours with those clouds filtering in from south to north with maybe a few showers for this afternoon here in southern middle Tennessee with temperatures mainly in the lower to mid 70s, maybe some upper 70s real close to the Alabama state line, but overall a little bit of a chillier day with a little bit more cloud cover than sunshine. And then those spotty showers will eventually fizzle out and move on off for your Wednesday evening, clearing out and drying out as well with a little bit more of a clear sky overnight, but more cloud cover will be on the way or Thursday with another stray rain chance. Here is your seven-day forecast heading into Thursday. Again, maybe a few overnight showers, mainly in the second half of the day and after we go to bed. And then a few showers and maybe a rumble of thunder or two on Friday with the cold frontal passage with temperatures in the upper 70s to lower 80s falling then after the cold front moves through with highs in the 60s and lows back down into the 40s. And that's going to do it for this edition of Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. And we look forward to seeing you guys again next week right here on Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee.